Hello everyone and welcome to the WTS podcast. We are on a mission to amplify women's voices in the SEO industry. Today's podcast is a must listen for any company employing remote workers to create an inclusive workspace where people can thrive. I'm Iselin and I'm your host for today's episode and today we welcome Everett Jonathan. Hi, hello. Hi, Zelene. It's so nice to join you today. Thank you for being here. We are having a very uh, unusual podcast recording, and that's actually part of the fun. So I'm really happy that you are here. Thank you. You are a medical technologist, and you fell in love with digital marketing. You got into tech SEO through the FCDC initiative, and today you work as an SEO consultant. Some of your favorite tasks, you said, were auditing and analyzing websites. When we prepared this interview, you mentioned that you wanted to share your experience as a remote worker to help companies create a thriving, inclusive environment for a connected workforce. So tell me a bit more about your experience as a remote worker. So... I can talk about the positive or the negative experience. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's start with the negative so we know from the start what we should not do. Mm, okay. So from the negative experience, I worked with an agency as a copywriter and I felt so disconnected with the company because there was no structure, there was nothing in place, no kind of company culture in place to feel connected remotely, especially when you're working remotely. So like you get your task via chats, WhatsApp chats, and then you submit the task on WhatsApp chat. And so you wake up every day to check um, your chat to see the task you have for the day, not even for the week. <laughs> And then once it's completed, you hold on for response via WhatsApp chat. You have to see the trauma I had with opening WhatsApp. And I still feel that trauma anytime I had anything to do with copywriting or copies because the agency made me fall in love. No, fell out of love <laughs> of copy from copywriting. I fell out of love. However, I enjoyed the positive side of working remotely when I work with an awesome agency, Grey Dot Company, working with them was awesome. From the first day, I felt connected, even when they are very far away. Every member of the team are kind of far away, but we felt that connected because there was a culture, a work culture to make people feel included. You know, you don't necessarily need to have an office to have an office culture. You can still have an office culture without an office. And they simply built that from the onboarding session, they made sure everything was clear for me. What am I expected to do is clear. They made me feel welcomed, like open your arm if you need anything, please reach out to me, reach out or reach out to this person or reach out to the other person. And then there's a Slack channel like that made me feel welcomed. And then people shared their daily life, like their pets, 
the family, their kids in the Slack channel, and you kind of made you feel like you know this person. You, you know this person beyond the company logo. You know this person more than just work, you know. And then there's a video conference meetings to update you on tasks. You don't really need to wake up and open WhatsApp to know the task you're supposed to do. <laughs> There's a video conference weekly update you, okay, this is what you're supposed to do this week, or this is the project you should work on. And we all talk about it. It makes you feel like you belong to the company. Your idea matters too. And not just sending you a message, okay, deliver this, mail this out and does it. I can see how this mix of, um, private and professional life with WhatsApp is seems so not comfortable <laughs> and like you are afraid of touching your mobile phone because yeah. you don't know what's going to drop. Exactly. <laughs> and so you would say the things that were different was a mix of channels that were uh, appropriately professional and also structure where you had more plannings or and was there something else that made you feel all oh, these these people like we are a team like what else was there yeah so aside aside from the channels the socials the communication the communication because at felt At first, I felt like, oh, how will I be perceived considering the vast culture difference, the location difference, but the way they communicated with me through different channels made me feel like I belong here despite the difference in location or culture or whatever. And what, like, from your side, when you know that your team is away and... What is there something you can do as a remote worker to make things a little bit easier? Yeah, for me, when you know that you have different teams in different places and in different time zones as a remote worker, it's up to you to check out, okay, what time zones are more people on? and try to join meetings despite the time zone. You have to like try to wake up on time if the time zone is earlier or go a bit late to be with them. Then I try to like message them. I try to send them private messages when I join. Oh, like, hello, introduce myself. I am this, you know, try to crack one or two jokes or say something about where I am from. So it also makes them feel connected to you too because It's, it takes two to tango. It's two-way thing. It's not just the company. You two, as the employee, also have to do something to make them feel like you're part of them. So for for a manager, someone who has the manager role, what would be your main advice, like the do's and the don'ts of of managing a team of remote workers? So... um I think it's more of the do's. <laughs> Without sounding repetitive, I would like to mention that communication is a priority when you're managing remote team. It's not the same as when you're working on site. You're able to like read your manager's body language. 
you know, know when, oh, I don't think I'm getting it right with this body language he's giving off. But when you are far off, you can't see all of those things. Most things are via emails or stuff. But when you are communicating often, you're able to know, okay, ask questions. Is this working? Is this not working? So as a manager, create a communication culture that makes things clear and makes um, your team to feel heard and included. Like when I was working in Grey Dots, it is not a very big company. So I had the freedom to like reach out directly to everyone and ask questions <laughs> whenever I need to. So I feel one of the priorities communication, create a plan of communicating maybe weekly with all your team and, you know, give everybody the opportunity to talk. I know some people, they don't really like to like talk or comment, but when you have that structured out, you give, okay, next week you are leading the meeting. You're going to tell us something about this, this topic. You're going to tell us something about what you worked on. It makes, it draws them out and makes them communicate too, so that you know how they are feeling about tasks and stuff. I hear. So it's about asking questions and, and clarifying maybe more than when we see the person and like managing expectations about the meetings. What are you supposed to tell us and what do you have to do during that meetings for? Because it's difficult, like when you don't know a team to know what you're supposed to do and what you're supposed yeah. to say. Yeah. So that's why I feel like this communication should start early enough. It should start early enough from the onboarding session. So that's when you should start building this communication culture. And that is when they will feel like they are welcomed. Explain everything. Are they on probation period? What are you expecting from them? Do you want them to be a, more of a team player? Do you want them to relax and learn more about the company? Communicate things and be transparent on what you need them to do. Because there is this feel of when you join a company, you want to impress them immediately. <laughs> and then when you're not even working uh, on site, when they are seeing you to see that you're impressing. <laughs> so nobody even knows that you're working yourself up trying to impress impressing them how but if there is a clear communication this is what we expect you to do within three months we expect you to you know learn about us we expect you to come up with a winning strategy for us to complete this project we expect you so the person knows okay this is what i'm expected to do and it's it's easier for them to communicate back from the one it's easier for them <coughs> to communicate to us. so i feel <coughs> i feel like starting this from the first day the person comes, communicates, build a communication culture. Before then we can, there are other things I think we should also do <coughs> aside the communication. But I want to know if you have more questions or thoughts on this. I wondered, the, the, the thing you said about like when you start, you want to impress your new team and you your new boss that's so true and you want to make like show that you're friendly but how do you do that remotely except like how do you show your motivation to do your work when they don't see how excited you are to act 
actually do the things. Exactly. So that is the point. <laughs> that is the point. Like I've worked remotely over the years and I've seen that when I get a new job, I'm like, oh, I want to like show that I can do this job. But nobody is seeing me because I spent some days trying to learn about their past projects, what they have worked on. I'm trying to read up, dig up, look, look at their clients, but nobody's seen all of this, you know? <laughs> so, so like after like one week or two weeks, um, I don't think this girl is really doing anything, is she? Because nobody's seeing me, but if there are specific tasks I'm expected to complete. So even when I am doing all of those digging, I'm still focusing on this and communicating back on that from the one. So, you know, I'm doing something. I hear you. So there is like an intentional effort from you to yeah, to communicate the enthusiasm with words, but it's, it still seems difficult, like a bunch of emojis or <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Um, with words, like a bunch of emojis, then in meetings, maybe if a company has a weekly, a weekly meeting to communicate and get to know what teams are doing. So that's when I get to show them with videos, with hands, with eyes, with mouth, and they get to see the enthusiasm. But if there was, if there is no such thing, like you don't even know, oh, what am I expected to do? You don't even know. Oh, at the meeting, you're just going to be looking at them like this. <laughs> Not sure what to say because they are not clear what you expected to say. Sometimes when I started in a company, I used to bake cookies and brownies, you know, to to make friends inside the company if you don't know what to say. But as a remote worker, what do you do? You can't send your cookies away across an ocean. Yeah, so what I normally do sometimes is just to sneak into their DM and say, hello, I'm a bearer from Nigeria. I joined the team. I love this. I don't like this. Like, <laughs> just kind of start a conversation. And sometimes I offer, like, can we have a video chat? And when they agree, we'll, like, talk, where are you from? And all of those things. So when we interact, it still gives you that feeling. That sounds Awesome, but also like a lot of effort for someone who's introvert, you know, and a bit afraid of talking. I mean, you must not hide. You must literally go there. You can't just hide behind your cookies, right? Yeah. So that, that's why I feel like the companies should take it up, understand that this person is just new into the company, remote, struggling, trying to impress and all of those things, and then take it up to arrange for ways to make them feel welcomed, understood, included, and belong. And in when you prepared the interview, you also mentioned the issue of mental health. Like, how is it to manage stress and expectation? You said previously that you try to accommodate the time zone, if this is not the time zone, for instance. Like, how do you connect like what did you do to to manage everything and and deliver the work that had to be delivered well that's discipline if you are working remotely you have to have discipline the work is needed it needs to be delivered then you have to deliver it <laughs> nonetheless so but when i'm working in a different time zone I still try to schedule it, the work, as if I am working in my time zone. Say 
I'm working in a US time zone. Their day starts later. My day starts earlier because a good company already have that structure that gives you the flexibility to do your work. You know what to do and when to do, you know, the client that needs help, you know what you are doing. So I still wake up when everyone in my country is going to work and go to work as if I'm going to work. So by the end of the day, when they are waking up, the deliverables are ready to be delivered. So I don't have to like walk through the night and all of those things. But some people also like to like, okay, let me walk when the US people are working. So they walk through the night and rest in the day. So you just have to like understand yourself and strike that balance because it is very easy to walk out through the day. It is very easy to wake up in the morning, start working. Then your manager wakes up in the evening and tell you, okay, we need to complete this task <laughs> and this we need to tweak this. And then you see yourself walking all through till midnight. And before you know it, your mental health and your physical health, it's shattered. So how it is like you, in that case, you would remind your manager that you're in a different time zone and, and that the thing will be ready when they wake up <laughs> because we, you'll be on it earlier or? Oh, no, no. So for the companies I've worked with, aside from the WhatsApp company, <laughs> for the company I work with, there is flexibility. There is lots of flexibility. They don't expect me to like deliver it when I wake up. They know my time zone is different. They have built that flexibility to allow me to complete my work, deliver it. And then when they wake up, they continue from there. And when, if we are going to have a meeting, they try to understand my time to their time. And then we strike a balance in the meeting. So we are now having meeting at midnight. So you don't necessarily need to like tell your manager, oh, I'll deliver it the next day, which is my own today and all of this. <laughs> oh, no. For someone who, who is searching a job and remotely like, like you do, and who has to maybe talk to a company who think, oh, no, it's too far, it's too complicated. What kind of arguments, how would you explain the benefits? Like, no, it's going to be okay, but how do you explain, you know, that it's different, but it will be okay? Uh, I would say for companies that already feel like your time zone and my time zone doesn't match, and because of that, you shouldn't work. I don't think that kind of company will even want to take their time to arrange for remote work, inclusion, and all of those things. So if they feel the time zone doesn't, I don't need to pressure them. So like, yeah, no, it doesn't matter. But I've had a case when I was doing an interview and they felt like, oh, everything is okay, but your time zone is the issue. And I was like, I work for people in your time zone and there is no issue. I just need to make sure I deliver and I deliver. But they said, no, I want to wake up and be able to call you when I wake up at my time. And that time is your midnight. I am not ready to wake up at midnight, so I didn't take the job. But if someone else is ready to wake up at midnight and you don't care what time, that's totally fine. But I don't think trying to convince company who doesn't, who is not interested in, you know, making arrangements to accommodate people in different time zones is worth it. 
Do you have specific advice for a company like or example again of of do's and don'ts and things companies can do to to make everyone feel connected like beyond the kilometers and so aside the communications that should start from the very first time and continue and continue forever then there should also be a plan for socials as you said you get cookies for your on-site workers but we don't get cookies you can go for coffee breaks with your on-site workers but we don't so there are a lot of disadvantages for people working remotely so you have to take your time to create make arrangements for this social connections outside work some people they open slack channels and make people chat over there but some people also take it a step further to engage their team they kind of have some team virtual team building to like play games you know play virtual games, cook and some stuff like that just to know make sure that their team feel connected because one thing is that when your team feel connected they work better imagine you have someone maybe in the dev team and um he doesn't like to implement your recommendations but <laughs> but somehow you guys went out to play basketball and stuff and you chatted and felt like oh i know you better now then the next time you'd be like ah hi zelin please i need a little help on my recommendations to get implemented oh yeah yeah it's a friendly smile but when there is no everybody felt so disengaged and kind of far apart it is very difficult to you know make them collaborate and work together so it is very important to create a room for social engagement even when they are working remotely <laughs> so so some tips apart from the slack channel which is very cool i like it i love it i love to see the kids face the pet face the travel vacation pictures i love all of those things they can also create time maybe monthly for meetups to chat talk about your different places remote work gives us the opportunity to meet diverse humans from different places so you can utilize that to learn about different places their food their culture their way of dressing you can play games play around make it fun and for you as a consultant now do you have remote clients how do you go about finding them or connecting with them what tools do you use network slack channels linkedin twitter referrals so one of my clients is, was referred to me from the women in tech seo members so just like yeah i know a very she's cool you can work with her why some people will you know they reach out to you on twitter on linkedin but i feel joining communities is very helpful especially when you are working remotely so it makes people know you beyond what you are posting on linkedin and all so joining communities like the women in tech seo i, I recommend it and do you have any um last advice for someone who's working remotely or companies 
like a must a must thing to know that we haven't touched yet? Yeah, apart from the discipline, which we kind of touched a little because working remotely, you have to be very disciplined. Nobody is there to know if you got to work on time, if you left on time, or if you left late. No one, no one is watching your back. It's just like living in a very beautiful, big apartment all by yourself. <laughs> so no one knows if you clean the house or not. No one knows if you, it's just you. So you have to develop discipline. One thing I do is I try to like wake up and prepare as if I'm going to commit to work, even when I'm not committing to work. Then I make a dedicated place for working because there could be a lot of distraction easily. <laughs> Sometimes if you are staying with, maybe you're staying with your parents, they might feel like, oh, you're at home. You didn't go to work. So you can help me with this. You can help me with that. After all, you're at home. So you have to also make them understand, people around you, that you are working. If you have a dedicated place of work, you wake up, you prepare, you take your laptop there and sit there until you're done. It's easy to get the work done that way. Some people can go to a co-working place or somewhere outside the house just to make sure that the work is done. So discipline is very important. Then I, I think as a remote worker, You should tilt your horn more often. You should make noise about your achievements in the company more often because no one is seeing you. No one is seeing that you've been on your laptop all day. It's easy to assume that you're not doing anything. And if you don't make noise like, yeah, I was able to complete this, the client was happy, and this happened and that happened, they wouldn't know. I learned this the hard way, and I advise anyone, if you're working remotely, Please make plans to talk about what you are doing. Don't be shy. Don't be scared. Talk about what you are doing. If you have a Slack channel or if you are in a meeting, talk. Mention what you did. I hear you. So it's about amplifying your own achievements, not only like externally, but really internally towards your colleague because it's sure like they are deep in their own work. And of course, they don't see you if you don't make some noise <laughs> yeah exactly uh, that's a really good point also about the discipline do you, do you have one last advice for anyone who's working remotely and struggling with the with the working from home yeah like struggling with the discipline part <laughs> um, maybe you can have like if you can't go to the co-working place maybe like a walking body or something. Some people, they try to walk with their cameras on. Like I see people, even in women in tech SEO, there's a time, um, I think I've forgotten what we do then, that people walk with their cameras on, everyone is seen, and then you keep walking, you're looking up to see others walking and it can motivate you to walk. So maybe it's something someone can try because I really don't have problem with <laughs> walking <laughs> remotely. <laughs> If I know I need to deliver a task, I try to deliver the task. But if you have an issue with discipline, try to go to a co-working place or have a work body that both of you can, you know, work together. That's great. Thank you for all of your advice and for sharing your experience with us today. And well, this was our episode of WTS Podcast. We are from the Women in Tech SEO community, as you mentioned. 
And very importantly, if anyone listens, you don't have to be a tech SEO to join. You can be a copywriter. You can do outreach. So if you are interested in SEO, you, there is no minimal level of experience required to join our community. So do join us. We are, we are cool. We are really nice and we help each other. <laughs> Thank you so much, Evade, for being with me today. It was lovely to meet you and see you. Thank you so much, Celine. It was so nice to like finally see your face, though virtually, but it's nice to see your face. And um, if you want to reach out to us, of course, every um, Jonathan is on social media. So ask away any questions and WTS community. We are all on social media. So reach out and check the websites. And thank you, everyone. I'm looking forward to the next podcast. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye.